good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here with me today to enjoy some conversation and a nice hot beverage. And I think we're going to need it. I think it's going to be chilly out there today. <laughs> Although, hopefully it won't rain. My goodness, we had a lot of rain yesterday, and it seemed like we were having to be out in it at different times. <laughs> But if the weather reports stay accurate, uh, tomorrow we're supposed to be like touching 80 degrees. So, you know, what's up with that? It's like it's Illinois and the weather changes all the time. <laughs> mm. But last night I got my chicken crates done. And this morning, actually immediately after doing the podcast, <clears throat> We're going to be loading up our chickens in the crates and heading off to Arthur, a little Amish community where they have a poultry processing plant, and uh, uh, take them up there and and later on in the day pick them up. And I do have to tell you, it is a little weird raising animals that will later be your food. Um, the first batch, that was kind of a challenge. That was kind of a challenge. This is now our third batch of chickens. We did two smaller batches last year. This year, because of COVID and scheduling challenges, uh, we just have one large batch, which is why I had to make uh, some more uh, chicken crates. But I tell you, I'm kind of impressed with them. Uh, worked off of the last you know, homemade design and ex uh, kind of Made it a little different, uh, and I'm kind of impressed. I'm not, you know, an extremely handy person when it comes to building materials, but uh, yeah, I kind of like it. Maybe I'll stick a photo of it out there on the uh, Morning Coffee uh, uh, Facebook page, and you can see me standing next to my <laughs> to my uh, my little uh, chicken crates. But anyway, we need to stay on task and on target today because it is already 10 till 6, and I think our appointment is at 8 o'clock, and it's about an hour drive there, so I've got to stay on task. So let's jump into our devotional today. It's from uh, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. <clears throat> You'll have to pardon my throat. It is, it's, even though we've had the rain, it's like, you know, sinus drip or something going on. So I'm going to be consuming sips of my coffee pretty regular too. And uh, if you're following along in your own uh, copy of this, we are on January 19th, even though today is the 21st of October. Let's see. Seek my face, and you will find more than you ever dreamed possible. Let me displace worry at the center of your being. I'm like a supersaturated cloud showering peace into the pool of your mind. My nature is to bless. Your nature is to receive with thanksgiving. This is a true gift. Designed before the foundation of the world. Glorify me by receiving blessings gratefully. <clears throat> I am the goal of all of your searching. When you seek me, you will find me and are satisfied. 
When lesser goals capture your attention, I fade into the background of your life. I am still there, watching and waiting, but you function as if you were alone. Actually, my light shines on every situation you will ever face. Live radiantly by expanding your focus to include me in all your moments. Let nothing dampen your search for me. <clears throat> There's a lot of good tidbits in here. Let's go over those one by one. Seek my face and you will find more than you ever dreamed possible. You know, I think that it's very easy for mankind to put God in a box. I forget who, who made the quote, and I'm going to butcher it because it's just popped into my head. <clears throat> uh, but it was, God made man into his own image, and man returned the favor, which was making God in his, in, in man's image. Which, that's kind of what the, uh, the ancient Greeks and Romans did, you know, so popular in Western culture. They created all these problematic, flawed gods. And uh, uh, they made gods in their own image. <clears throat> gods in his own image, not in ours. We are his creation. Our goal is to understand as much of his nature as we are able to, which isn't going to be very much, but it's okay. <clears throat> he lays it out what he wants us to see. Seek my face and you'll find more than you ever dreamed possible. I love this one. Let me displace worry at the center of your being. You ever have somebody say, oh, just quit worrying about that? Yeah, it doesn't work, does it? It creates, when you try to pull worry out, it creates a vacuum that sucks it back in. Kind of like if you have, you know, boots or shoes and you step into a sticky mud hole. <clears throat> when you try to pull your shoe out, it creates a vacuum. And next thing you know, your foot pulls out of your out of your shoe or boot. And when you say, don't do something, well, you're thinking of it and not doing it, and it's hard to get it out of your head. This is the key thing. Let me read this sentence again. Ponder on this. Ponder on this little sentence. Let me, meaning Jesus, let me displace, displace worry at the center of your being. When something is displaced, that means something is pushing the other out of the way. It means something is taking its place. If you have a job and somebody was promoted and displaced you, that means you no longer have that job. Somebody else has it. When And so that's really what it is. If worry's at the center of your life, the center of your being let Jesus be the center of your life, the center of your being, and there will be no room for worry to be there, at least not the center. You may still have worries, but they're not going to be the center. 
I'm like a super saturated cloud showering peace into the pool of your mind. Yeah, I mentioned that we had a lot of rain yesterday. And while I would like, on a purely selfish reason, to have uh, a little bit more dry weather so I could try to do more outside stuff, yeah, we got a lot of rain. I don't know how much, but it's been a few inches. But guess what? The ground was dry. The grass was brown all around here. Large patches of brown grass. The the seeds that we sowed to uh, put uh, to grow grass <clears throat> on some areas where we had to do some dirt work. No, it hadn't even germinated. Why? Because it's too dry. And when we watered it, the ground just soaked up the water before the seed could. Well, Jesus, a, a picture of this is he's a saturated cloud showering peace into the pool of your mind, showering it in there, making it the way it should be. My nature is to bless. Your nature is to receive with thanksgiving. It's like a hand in glove. We are the jewel of his creation. <clears throat> God created everything. We are the jewel of his creation. He designed us to fit in with his nature. His nature to bless our nature to receive those blessings with thanksgiving. This is a true fit designed before the foundation of of the world. Glorify me by receiving my blessings gratefully. How many blessings do we receive and we give the full credit to either somebody else, to Mother Nature, to karma? No. These blessings come from God. We are to receive those gratefully, grateful to him. Let me get a sip again, just a second. I am the goal of your searching. When you seek me, you will find me and are satisfied. Yeah. He's the goal of all of our searching. He's a part of everything. Thus, everything that we, that other things we search are built on him, built on his foundation. When we don't recognize him as the, the, the goal of our searching, then we're missing everything else. Everything else is just a shadow of what it actually is. When you seek me, you will find me and are satisfied. When lesser goals capture your attention, I fade into the background of your life. Raise your hand if that's happened to you. Yep, because it sure has happened to me. Other things distract. That's why I like doing this Bible study, this uh, this devotional, because. <clears throat> it's making, um, it's bringing Jesus into the spotlight at the beginning of my day. And that's what I hope it is for you too. 
So when lesser goals capture your attention, I fade in the background of your life. I am still there watching and waiting, but you function as if you were alone. And you're not alone. I'm not alone. You're not alone. And the more we, the, the closer we get in our walk, the less alone experience we have because we have our constant companion with us. And the more our life becomes in line with his will, there is a peace, there is a satisfaction that we can't achieve any other way. Actually, my light shines on every situation you will ever face. Yeah, I agree with that. Again, like I said, uh, I think it was yesterday, yesterday or the day before, I don't believe in coincidences. I just don't. Don't believe in those anymore. There's too many. There's way too many. It's mathematically impossible. He is ordering our steps. He does lay out the path. He does plan it out inch by inch. Actually, my, faith, my light shines on every situation you will ever face. It does. Live radiantly by expanding your focus to include me in all your moments. Don't ignore him. Include him in all that you do. Let nothing dampen your search for me. Yeah. We're to seek. He's there. The more we do, the better that goes. Let's take a look at the scripture verses that are listed for today. And the first one is Psalm 27, verse 8. So make sure I'm on the right one. Yes, here we are. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. It's a simple little thing. The verse before that, verse 7, says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. And then that follows with, You've said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. He's there. He wants us to seek him. When we do, it's a perfect match. It's a perfect fit. The next is Philippians 4, verse 7. Let's pull that one up. And again, this one is uh, a letter by Paul to the uh, Christians at Philippi. What verse again? 7. Where is it? Quit hiding from me. <laughs> All right. Um Oh, this is this is the uh, uh, a very common ending. Let me go back just a couple of verses. Uh, we've covered this this one before. I was thinking it sounded familiar. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Again, we've we've read this 
But you know what? It's good to keep bringing it to the forefront of our mind. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, prayer and supplication, which is the asking for things, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Again, you know, making him the center of our being. It's, easy, it's easier to not be anxious when anxious has been displaced. And the third one is Jeremiah 29, 13. Jeremiah, let's pull up here. And 29, 13. How many of you, whenever you hear the name Jeremiah, automatically in your heads follow it up with was a bullfrog? Jeremiah was a bullfrog. You know, <laughs> it's a goofy part of a song from the very early 70s, but boy, it has become part of our culture. Uh, I remember kids in school named Jeremiah, and they got teased with the bullfrog part. Okay, 13. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this up. Again, this is Jeremiah, and he was an Old Testament prophet during the time of Israel's 70-year exile in Babylon. Um, Israel had turned its back on God. And he had sent prophet after prophet to turn their hearts back to him. They had become a heathen nation. They had become one that had turned to false gods. And God said, enough's enough. You know, you go back to the time of the Exodus. God wanted them to go into the promised land immediately. They sent in, he had, he had them send in 12 spies, but they were scouts going in to uh, check out the land. And they said, yeah, it's an incredibly prosperous land. And two of them said, let's go in immediately. Let's go. God wants us to go. Let's go. He will deliver the land to us, keeping with his promises. The other 10 said, uh, nope. There's giants there. There are giants, and we look like grasshoppers to them, and and they see us as grasshoppers. We cannot do this. As a matter of fact, we need to abandon this whole thing. We need new leadership. We need to go back to Egypt and become slaves again. And God said, enough. And there was great judgment on people that were rebelling against him. And God had the Israelites wander in the desert for 40 years until that generation had died out in the desert. At that time, everyone who was above the age of 20 that went back to wander in the desert died in the desert. And those who were 20 years of age and younger were the generation that went into the promised land 40 years later. There were two exceptions, Caleb and Joshua, who were two of those 12 spies that said, let's go. They were kept alive and healthy and were able to. So now we're looking at Israel back in bad shape, 
and God set them sent them into exile in Babylon for 70 years. Why? It may have been the same thing. It's time to weed people out. It's time to put them back into bondage so that as a culture, as a people, that they would turn back to God. So um, this this is a, a verse that in the context that it was written was for the nation of Israel. But it's revealing the nature of God, and I believe that nature applies to us as well in this time, as well as other times in human history. So I'm going to start at verse 10, and I'll let you know when we get to verse 13. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you. And I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for warfare. No, not warfare. (laughs) I was like, that doesn't sound right. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. Here's verse 13. You will seek and find me. You will seek me with all of your heart. Let me read that again. You will seek and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. So again, there's a lot of specific stuff for that time period. But verse 13 does come across as something that is for any believer. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole or with all your heart. That's what we need to do. That's what he wants. He designed us to be that way. Isn't that wonderful? We're not just something random. We're not random accidents that happened on this planet. We are wonderfully made and designed by a loving God who wanted us as his creation. Anyone who isn't able to see that, they're missing out on something huge. I'm glad you're here today. I hope this is an inspiring one for you. I really liked it. So share the podcast with people you think that would benefit from this. Uh, And uh, we will see you tomorrow. And tomorrow's going to be a special day. (laughs) It's my wife and I's 15th wedding anniversary. And uh, that's kind of neat. That's kind of neat. So uh, I would probably take her out on a really fancy dinner, but I don't know what's open and what's not. (laughs) And McDonald's is not going to cut it. (laughs) But we'll figure out something. So um, have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye.